0: You're watching KCMI-TV. I'm glad you joined me tonight, and um, I trust that this uh, message that I'm gonna give you will be a real encouragement to you, and maybe it'll help you because uh, this has really kind of been an ongoing process in my own life, and just some truths that I have found that helped me to stay strong in my walk with the Lord. And so uh, I've really kind of had difficulty trying to put this down on paper, so I'm going to try to speak to you more from just what I'm hearing the Holy Spirit say as he talks to us tonight. And so I wanted to read a portion of scripture out of the book of 1st Peter. And uh, we're going to just pick up with um, verse 4 and Peter is speaking here to the elect. And he said to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away and that is reserved in heaven for you. And uh, I, I, this is not what I want to talk about, but this this is a powerful verse because what the writer here is saying is, there is an inheritance that you and I haven't even partaken of yet. That it's in heaven and it's waiting on us and God has reserved it, he is protecting it. That there is much yet for you and I to enter into. Um, the next verse uh, says, we are kept by the power of God through faith, unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through many temptations. And he said that the trial of your faith, being much more precious of gold that perisheth, though it be tried by fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. And this is the verse I really want to start with tonight. This is speaking of, of us in Jesus. It says, Whom, having not seen, you love, in whom thou now, though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. And uh, I think as, as a new Christian, it's inevitable that, uh, and I think God understands this, uh, that we need to see a lot of things in the natural to really believe in the power and the things of the Lord. And, uh, you know, the Bible speaks to this, that Uh, that the Word of God is confirmed by signs and wonders and miracles. But the first thing we need to realize is that signs, wonders, and miracles are not the Word of God. They are the confirming of the Word of the Lord. The Word doesn't come out of the miraculous. The miraculous comes out of the Word. And I remember uh, in the scriptures where the Bible said that uh, a group of people came to Philip and they said, Uh, we want to see Jesus. And we live in a very visual world now. Everything is technology. And I mean, even our little children now are able to manipulate screens and computers with great skill. And everything is visual. But the writer is very plain here. There's at least four times in the Bible where the Lord talks to you and me and he says, the just or the elect, You and me, we walk by faith and not by sight. And I want to drive this home because faith is sight, but it's the spiritual sight of a man, not the natural sight. And we are in a time now and have been for a long time where a lot of Christians, they need natural things to build their faith. And the Lord said no. He said you walk by faith and not by sight. And uh, even Jesus addressed this. He said it is a wicked and an adult and adulterous generation that seeks for a sign. And so I want to lead us down a path tonight because for you long term to be able to walk victorious in God. You have to elevate to a place to where you do not need natural things to keep you strong in God, but that you see the Lord by the Spirit. And uh, it's been a few years now, but I noticed that in my walk with the Lord, and it began to happen in my prayer time, um, I can see the Lord. You say, well, you, you mean He appears to you? No, not with these eyes. But I can see the Lord in my spirit, and when I pray, it's like I can see the Father, Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and I can see them sitting in heaven, and I, and I talk to them that way. And there is this place in the Lord that I have found that it's not a fleshly realm, it's not these eyes that I need in order to make my walk strong with God, but my spirit men has been able to be able to open up and see the glory of the Lord. And so now the intimacy with the Lord is a much easier thing. And uh, in, the, in the realm that we are in, uh, I think that many, many Christians' eyes are veiled. The writer said this. He said, we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. And um, in the natural realm right now, there's hardly anything in the natural that indicates to us that God is in control until you shift over into the realm of the spirit and then your spirit comes alive and you begin to sense things in the Lord and um, you know I have prayed for years and I I imagine many of you have too um, that Jesus would come and appear to me and I've heard the stories of people who have seen Christ uh, but I actually know of individuals who claim that they've seen Jesus, that he has come to them on multiple occasions. And they have failed in their walk with the Lord. And it's not being able to experience Christ in the natural that's going to make you walk in victory. It's being able for you to shift out of the realm of the natural and come into the realm of the spirit. That's why the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. And a lot of people think well if I could just see Jesus. If I can just see the miraculous that, I, that God would prove himself to me. Uh, let's go back to the scriptures and think on this for a moment. The disciples physically walked with Jesus. They ate with him, they slept with him. Uh, They were there when he raised people from the dead. They were there when he cleansed 10 lepers. Uh, They were in the boat when Jesus stood on the bow of the boat and looked at the Sea of Galilee that was raging and said, peace, be still. Uh, they even had delegated authority from Jesus uh, while He walked with them physically, and they did things. In fact, they came back and told the Lord, "They said even devils are subject unto us uh, through Your name." And so they were able to touch Jesus. Uh, I'm sure that they had times that they had, um, you know, they joked with each other, had a good time. They watched Him. They could sit next to him. John leaned on his breast. They could physically touch Christ. They saw the miraculous. But it was all in a natural realm. And when there came a time that they had to be able, just by faith, to believe in Christ, they failed. It was not until their spirit, was born again on the day of Pentecost, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost, that they stopped failing Christ. And um, I, I've, only, I've only seen the Lord one time, and it was in a dream. Uh, I was asleep, and I remember waking up the next morning, and I was so moved because um, I remember seeing, seeing Him in this dream. I don't think He was in my room. Uh, but I remember seeing Jesus, and what was so compelling to me was uh, there was such compassion in his eyes. And I remember reaching out to touch him, and all I could say was, Oh, the purity of the Lord, the purity of the Lord. And it was an overwhelming thing because there was such an absence of sin. And so, um, I want to read one other verse to you. This is out of Second Corinthians chapter 5 and um, verse 16 and this is the same chapter that says we walk by faith and not by sight it says wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh yea, even though we've known Christ after the flesh this is Paul writing he says yet now henceforth we know him no more because if any man be in Christ he's a new creature What Paul was saying here he was saying I and the disciples knew Jesus in the flesh but he said no more do we have a relationship with him based on his natural abiding presence but he said now we know him as a new creation that we no longer function in the natural but we function in the spirit. You have to get to a place that your walk with God is not based on the miraculous it 's not based on you having goosebumps or visions or dreams or prophetic words, but there is a place in the Lord that you can mature that you by your spirit, the spirit of christ that 's in you that 's quickened you, you have the ability now that you can see God in the spirit, and this is what gets you through the heaviness of temptation and the difficult times and Uh, I, I remember years ago, I went for almost a year in prayer that I couldn't feel God. I literally every day went and I did it by faith because I knew that God had not changed. And eventually I came out of that. And so you and I are different from the disciples. We don't have a memory bank of sitting with Jesus and eating a natural meal. Or watching Jesus perform a miracle, what we have is his word. And a lot of people read this book, but it doesn't get in them. You have to read the Bible till you get to a place that the verse becomes a voice. And the voice becomes the flesh. This is what the mystery of the ages is, Paul said. He said, Christ in us, because it's the inner man that now is walking with the Lord, not the outward man. The Bible says, though the outward man perisheth, the inner man is renewed day by day. So how do we walk through difficulties? And how do we get through the the great times of temptation and disappointment? It's because those things can only affect your natural man who moves by sight, and sense, and test, uh, touch, and, and taste, and smell. But our inner man is regenerated in the power of the Holy Ghost. And in the midst of darkness, God will let you see. And whenever we only reach a place that we can only serve God, and our relationship with God is based on the natural, you're going to fall. It is the strength of being able to see God by faith. That though we've never seen him, the writer said, me and you have never seen Jesus. And though we've never touched him in the physical, it says even though that is there, we still love him. We hold on to him because our relationship with the Lord is not based on natural things. It's based on a spiritual ability to be able to see Christ. This is why the writer says we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. And you know, the, uh, the scripture talks about Israel and uh, even up into this day, they have rejected Jesus Christ as the Messiah. And Paul talks about, he said, blindness has come upon them. And he said, because of that, you and I have been grafted into the body of Christ. And uh, I was meditating on this. And uh, the, the day of Pentecost, uh, when you go back and you study the feasts of God and the intent of God and everything, it's a deep study. But the day of Pentecost was a, almost a do-over of what God was trying to do with the Israelites at Mount Sinai when Moses received the Ten Commandments. The day of Pentecost is when Christ married the church. But long before he ever married the church, he tried to marry Israel. And the scripture says that Moses went up on the mountain and he's in the presence of the Lord. In fact, it says that God is speaking to him face to face. And the Israelites, the scripture says the Israelites told Moses, they said, You talk to God. We don't want to talk to him. He makes us afraid. And so Moses, because he's in the presence of the Lord, he's in a spirit realm, when he comes down off the mountain, his face is shining. And the scripture says that Aaron and the Israelites were afraid to look at him because he glowed. There was a glory of God on him, and so he had to put a veil on himself. And... I I really believe it was in that time that Israel had broke the covenant with God and Moses broke the Ten Commandments which was a type of that that witness ceremony of, of God marrying Israel. And I think that when they did at that time they rejected what God had in purpose and God veiled Moses. And then the scripture says that You and I see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. But when Jesus Christ was crucified, and this is in Hebrews. In fact, I I see if I have it written down here. Um, When Jesus Christ was crucified in in Matthew, and I think some of the other gospels have it, it said that there was a, a veil in the temple. And the holiest of holies was where the the tabernacle was or where the Ark of the Covenant was and the mercy seat and the cherubims and it's where the presence of God dwelt. And nobody could go in there but the high priest and if you went in and you run clean you died. And so Israel was separated from God by a veil. And the high priest, who was a type of Christ, only got to go in once a year. Uh, he had for a week to set himself aside and wash and be purified ceremoniously and, and all of those things. But they could not get into the presence of the Lord. There was a veil that separated them. The Bible says that when Jesus Christ was crucified, that God reached down from heaven and he took a hold of the veil and he rent it from top to bottom. And he was saying, there's no longer a veil on my people, but now they can come in and see me as it were face to face. Um, If I remember right, uh, in Hebrews the 10th chapter in verse 20, it says this, that Christ, um, his veil was torn, speaking of his flesh. And the flesh of Jesus was torn, and when it was torn, the veil that was on the eyes of men and the spirit was taken away and then men would be able to behold the fullness of God. There will come a day when Israel that veil and that blindness will be taken away and they will see Jesus for who he is and they will rejoice over him. But in the hour that we're in we live in a time where we are so visual And we depend so much on stimuli in the natural that unless it happens, we we can't see God. That's not where God wants us. You have to have the ability that regardless of how dark it is in your world, your spirit, hallelujah, your spirit elevates into the presence of the Lord and your spirit, man, beholds the presence of God. I can't tell you how many times in the darkness of my life, I was able in my spirit to be able to see Christ, as it were, face to face. And when you see Jesus, and you see him in his glory, and that veil has been rent where you're able to come into the presence of God, it will get you through cancer. It'll get you through financial difficulties. It'll get you through rejection. It'll get you through divorce. It'll get you through disappointment. It will get you through anything in the natural because the natural only sees the immediate. And when you get into the spirit realm and you can see Jesus, you see the first, the last, the beginning, and the end. Before time was, he was. Before Abraham was, I am. And God lets you begin to see the end from the beginning by faith, and it gives you the strength to to walk on in the Holy Ghost. Um, I would love to see Jesus in the natural. In fact, I still pray about it. Um, one of my favorite ministers to listen to that teaches on faith is Kenneth Hagin. And I know that he talks about seeing Christ more than once and Jesus sitting at his feet, and or him sitting at Jesus' feet in his bedroom and, and, and Jesus teaching him. But for most of us, that's never going to happen. Because Christ wants you and I to be able to see Jesus, see him in the spirit realm and not in the natural. Because there will be a day when our old man will pass away, but our spirit man will take on a new body and we'll go into the presence of the Lord. Um, when, When you walk with the Lord over time, there is an assurance that begins to build inside of your spirit that you no longer need natural things as indicators to believe the word of the Lord but you just believe it because Jesus said it and there is going to come a day where we'll no longer have to walk by faith but Christ is going to come back in the clouds of glory and we're going to see him face to face the scripture says but if you want to be strong in God If you want to be triumphant in God, you have to find a place now uh, that you can see him. And, you know, over time I've heard people talk about somebody who's very famous or or whatever, and they would say, well, I don't know them personally, but I have a good friend that knows them. And you almost vicariously uh, talk about that person through your friend. There's a lot of Christians that their walk with God is based more on well my pastor knows the Lord or my wife knows the Lord or my grandparents know the Lord and I'm kinda just uh, using them to connect with Christ. That's not where God wants you to be. You have to find a place to where you do not serve God through another individual but you know him intimately and um, I look forward to prayer now and when I come into prayer it's almost immediate in my spirit I can see them and it's like they're waiting for me and I could tell the Lord I just came to love on you and I can sense I can sense the joy that's in the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit because I can see them by the Holy Ghost I can see him by my spirit and there's His fellowship and it's not about God I need you to do something it's about walking in the fullness of why we were created when you can see God you will be able to survive anything and you can say as Paul uh, nothing shall separate me from the love of the Lord because I see past the natural And I see him as he is. There'll come a day when the Bible says that we will be as he is. Until that time, you got to learn. The Bible says if you walk in the spirit, as many as are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. Learn to shift out of the natural. I can't tell you how many people I've known over the years. They run to every new move, every new fad um and and god doesn't do fads you know i've watched all kinds of fads over the years from oil in people's hands and the laughter movement and people have to fall out every time they're prayed for listen those are not the things that make you strong your strength is in the ability that at all times regardless of where you're at in the natural the eyes of the heart behold the glory of God and as long as you can see Jesus you're going to be all right and you're going to survive well I hope this has helped you tonight um, just sharing my heart with you on some things that helped me walk with the Lord till I see you again next week uh, I love you if you have time uh, this Sunday tune in at three o'clock regeneration Nashville Uh, I have a good, I think I have a really good word of the Lord that I want to share. But in the meantime, be strong in the Lord and may the face of God shine upon you. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.